today we're going to talk about a little bit about the core, what the core is, and then we're going to do a process called being the core, a shortcut to freedom and being who you are. So by my definition, the core is the center source and cause of all of our existence. And at the center of our existence is this omnipresent, all-powerful, all-intelligent, all-knowing beingness that we all grow from or grow out from, in fact, is our essential nature. And when we get back in touch with that, when we let our awareness, when we let the four domains of consciousness come back into alignment with our core, we have a tremendous amount of peace. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on today. I'm just going to share this in a couple of a uh, few groups of mine, and then we'll be on our way. All right. So as I was saying, we're going to be taking a little step into the core of our own being. The title of this uh, program or this session, this experience, the core, it's all about you accessing you. It's all about you reconnecting with you. It's all about experiencing the you that you were, that you are, and that you are to come or are to be uh, all the way in through all of time into eternity. There is this space within us that we can experience. Many of the enlightened masters and teachers have spoken of this. I've had personal encounters and very direct encounters with this space within my own being uh, as early as about 20, about 21 years ago now or so, uh, when I first had a quite miraculous um, awakening. There was a, a, an earlier awakening that was not as dramatic uh, or as intense, uh, a sense of oneness and connectedness to all things. This unifying experience was there for me. Um, this understanding of my connectedness with everything. Welcome, Stephen. So there was this opportunity um, at that time in my life to change everything. And I was searching for answers. So I went into uh, meditation practices, spending time in nature, and something opened up within me. And I discovered that within my own being, at the core of my being, there is this magnificence, this brilliance that always was. It was more me than the me I have had been identified with prior to this experience. And this quality of being was so, there was so much serenity, there was so much peace and also a sense of power and fullness. And there was no lack, there was no fear, there was no worry, there was just, I am this being experience. And it was just so intense and it was so dramatically different from what I knew that I only knew how to say to everyone when I came back from it that, we are God. And that was the limits of my language at the time. I didn't really, I wasn't a religious person, um, but that was the only way I could reference it in my mind was like, dude, we're God. We are literally every single one of us and everything in this universe is completely unified in this space. And somehow my awareness was flipped inward to see to the center of my own heart, who I am, who you are. So today in this process, being the core shortcut to freedom and being who you are, we're going to take a little dive into that place. And so I've mentioned before, and I'll mention it again, we're utilizing what I call uh, the C method or C system 
which is standing for spiritual engineering and empowerment. So we are, from the spiritual being we are, engineering consciousness, right? We started, we've been engineering consciousness, but we're going to be re-engineering consciousness and empowering ourselves by reconnecting to the source of our life, the source of power that we are. And so through the C system or the C processes, we will be uh, rediscovering the beingness, but we're also going to be navigating through four domains of consciousness, which are sub-level to the being that we are, right? There's mind, there's being overarching. Being is the awareness and the observer, the capacity to cause everything to exist that exists. And mind is a creation. Mind is something that comes out of being. So it's a little bit, it's less than being itself. Being is the totality, it's beyond measure. But mind is where there is measure. And then there's emotion, the second domain, and then feelings and sensations of the body, the third domain. The fourth domain would be the, the effort, how we apply effort, the ability to apply force in and through mind, emotion, and body to produce action or even experiences in the mind, emotion, feeling, sensation realm of our consciousness. So my aim here is to reseat you or have you reseat yourself back upon the throne of being that you again would be sovereign inside of your consciousness. Not sovereign in the sense of having to lord over and dominate anything, but simply realizing the king or the queen that you actually are. This beautiful, brilliant being that is simply the radiance of all existence. I know this sounds a little lofty, but I, I have to say it this way because the more I'm in contact with this in my own being, the more I have to just surrender to expressing it as I'm experiencing it. And my aim here is that you and the people you love would get to experience this more and more. And ultimately, as we turn to everything in our own consciousness and we bring this freedom of being to all that's there, we call it the shadow, the stuff we haven't looked at, the stuff we don't want to see. What we realize through this process or series of processes is that all of it is acceptable. Nothing is wrong. And this is a radical, radical idea because we are literally raised in a world where there's right and there's wrong. There's good and there's bad or good and evil. And, you know, what's interesting from a biblical perspective, the original sin was eating from this tree of knowledge of good versus evil this comparison consciousness and how much suffering do you have because you compare yourself to someone else or to who you were and who you're not being now, or you don't have this, or you don't have that. And it's automatic. It's almost like we don't even discern that this is what's going on. And all of our suffering is a result of this comparative consciousness, this evaluative consciousness this consciousness that wants to determine whether something is right or wrong or good or bad. And a lot of it turns against our own existence. And I know this very well because I turned against myself. I was against me. I, I negated myself, but even that wasn't me doing it. I learned that it was a, it was a hand-me-down pattern of consciousness from my parentage and my ancestral line. And these patterns of consciousness, these ways of thinking and emoting and feelings and sensations even of the body and the actions of the effort applied through human being 
are modeled for us and we literally mimic this stuff until there's an interruption. Usually there's a dramatic event, painful event or life circumstance that causes us to realize that how we are and how we've been isn't working anymore. For me, it was overdosing in 99 and nearly dying, right? Because I was living a life of crime, drug dealing and drug using. And that was just like, oh, wait a minute, something's not right here. I don't seem to be in control of myself. It's not very smart to get yourself killed, right? So I noticed that I almost got myself killed. I finally realized I don't know what I'm doing. My cocky, arrogant Italian gangster self was suddenly humbled dramatically, which was the best thing that could ever happen to me. The next thing that happened was I became what I call a zero. I had no idea who I was anymore because I abandoned it. I decided to give up everything I knew about myself. This was radical, man. I was 21 years old, 22-ish, and I was able to just give everything up. It's horrifying, to be honest with you, to just abandon everything like that. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to be anything. I remember a friend of mine, I asked him for wisdom and guidance. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I can't be this person that I was, but I don't know who, what to do right now, what to be. He just looked at me. He's like, just be. And of course, I didn't understand what he said. I was like, what does that mean? But 20 years later, I... I think I'm starting to get a sense, just a sense of what it means to just be. And I'm learning to relinquish the struggle. I'm learning to relinquish the self-attack. I'm learning to relinquish the sense of I'm not enough. And what's more than that is I'm beginning to feel a feeling of I love me. See, before, for, from that time on, it was all about loving others. And I got really good at loving others. But deep down within me, there was still a part of me that was not in love with myself. It was so much easier for me to love others and to give to others, but I didn't know how to love myself. I had no access. And so I can say the culmination of my life work right now and journey is, is in helping human beings really embrace the totality of their existence. All the things that we're ashamed of and we make wrong about ourselves and all the beautiful things we also are denying about ourselves. And, and I know it sounds radical because we really, we have to be willing to let go temporarily at least to experience this, but to let go of this comparative consciousness that has us in an entanglement that we never seem to be able to get out of. There's always one more thing to do one more thing to change, one more thing to fix about myself, or one more thing to change in the world, right? And I can get caught up in you know, political movements or activism of any kind. And I wanna change the world, change the world. All of it stems from a sense of things are not right. I'm not right, things aren't right, the world isn't right. And there's no peace in that. Now I'm not saying that it isn't important to make a difference in the world, but I think that there's a way to make a difference in the world that is so much more powerful and effective and ultimately almost even effortless when we just relax into the reality. You see, what the world wants to know is that nothing's wrong with it, but they unconsciously as a whole, myself included for a long period of time, were perpetuating or are perpetuating the idea that something's wrong. And so the more that we perpetuate you know, our activism or our effort to change and our effort to fix, the more we perpetuate that something ain't right. 
But what if everything was right already? What if there was nothing to fix and change about self or the world? What if we all just got the simplicity and the reality that at the center of it all was a beautiful stillness that was unshakable, unbreakable, and invincible? I have encountered this within my own being, and I work diligently to lead and assist other human beings to encounter this. And on my journey, I have stumbled and fallen away from this so many times. But it's helped me every step of the way to realize that the struggle is not real. <laughs> There's always that the struggle is real. No, it ain't. That's an unreality. That is a virtual reality. The struggle is real is a virtual reality, not a reality reality. Reality reality is unchanging. There's no struggle in reality. There's no striving to be who you are. That doesn't even make sense. Trying to be who you are. If you are that you are, then there's nothing to aim. There's nothing to try for. There's nothing to go after. So the idea is like, what if you could just relax and just be? Just be. So being the core, a shortcut to freedom and being who you are. That's what we're gonna enter into. So I'm gonna do this without music today. We're gonna just do it through the guidance of my voice. And I have Steven and Rachel here with me today who I will invite to share their experience afterwards. And it can be very helpful to listen to them. It can help them to communicate what they experience, what they discover, it helps them process further. And I encourage you to write your comments into the comment section of um, any of these social channels to just share what you got for your own sake, for your own digestion, and also for getting engaged in this conversation that can lead us all to a greater sense of being and greater freedom. But even as you listen to Stephen and Rachel share their experience, you may discover something new about your own. So give this to yourself. This is a gift to you and allow yourself to just be. And we're gonna start by just closing the eyes so that we can let go of the visual stimulation and just start to pay attention to our breathing. Many spiritual cultures recognize the breath as the living manifestation of that principle of life, the spirit. In Hebrew, the word ruach means breath or wind. In Greek, pneuma means the same. In those ancient spiritual mindsets, they saw the wind as, or the breath as, the life flowing. You can't see it, but you can see its manifestation. You can't see the wind through the trees, but you can see the leaves and the branches moving. And so this invisible mover or animator of life is what we're connecting with and we're tuning into the breath and you might notice me rocking my body i didn't even realize i was doing it it just comes naturally to me it's a sort of, sort of self-soothing it's a way of breaking up stagnation in the nervous system and in the body the cells and the tissues it's a way of allowing flow and that's what we're all seeking. We're looking to release from density, the density of the body, the heaviness of the body. We're looking to experience more flow. 
So if it feels natural to you to rock your body gently back and forth, feel free to do that. Or side to side, I'm actually moving side to side or you could circulate. You might explore that, just play with that gentle motion just to loosen things up a little bit. And just notice the breath coming in through the nose, out through the nose. And gradually begin to relax a little bit more from the head down to your toes, relaxing the face, the muscles in your forehead and your temples and in your crown. The more we relax, the more we can just be. By choosing relaxation, we give up the struggle, at least for this moment. And we just give up the striving. prerequisite to experience pure being. So just relax the jaw, the neck, the shoulders, the arms, the hands, the fingers. Relax your chest. And just allow the chest to open. Allow your heart to open, whatever that means or feels like for you. You're just opening to yourself right now, opening to your own being, relaxing the back, the hips, the groin, the legs, your feet and ankles, toes. For this moment, can you just relax? a little bit more. And relax even a little more. And can you allow yourself to just be the core of your being? These aren't things to figure out. Just allow the words to guide you. Let them play over in your mind until they start to click. Just be the core of being. Be who you are right here, right now. And whatever's going on in your mind or emotions or body, can you just allow that to be as it is? there's any effort to get some stuff done right now or to do something that you need to do later, can you just let that be as well so that you can relax into this moment? There's nothing to stop and there's nothing to start and there's nothing to change or fix. This is very simple, a shortcut to freedom and to being who you are. And just for this moment, could you imagine, sense and feel that you are who you are?
notice if there's any effort to try and be something. Is there any sense of struggle? And we're just witnessing it if we discover this. Just notice, is there any struggle right now within yourself to be something other than who you are? Just inviting into your awareness if any of this is present for you. Maybe there's some thoughts Thoughts that you aren't someone you should be, or thoughts that you shouldn't be someone that you are being. Again, we're just inviting them into awareness. There's nothing to eliminate inside of the four domains as we search and discover what's there. As we look into the shadows, we bring the light. The shadows represent everywhere we don't want to look inside of ourselves. The parts of our consciousness in those four domains that we don't want to be aware of. But what if we just allow ourselves to be aware? Knowing that it's safe that there's nothing wrong with whatever you discover. And could you just be the presence of compassion for yourself? And just be compassion for whatever you discover. Again, looking for any effort to be something other than you are. This is for your discovery. Is there any effort to be something other than you are? Maybe taking a look at some of your relationships. Are there people in your life that you find yourself trying to be someone or trying not to be someone? And just notice. What does it feel like in the body? What feelings and sensations are present when you're with this person or these people? Can you sense the effort within to force something, to change something, to be something, to not be something? Just take a look and invite whatever you discover into your awareness a little bit more. Whatever you invite into your awareness comes out of the unconscious. Whatever comes out of the unconscious allows you to be free from reaction and compulsion.
The more you bring into the awareness, the more freedom you have. And could you experience the experience of releasing, letting go of any effort to change yourself, to be something other than who you are with this person? To the best of your ability, there's no wrong way to be with yourself here. So don't worry about whether it's right or wrong or you're doing it good or you're doing it bad or poorly. Any amount of being with you and discovering you is beautiful. Now, could you be the brilliance that you are, this radiance? that is the core of you, like a sun, limitless power, limitless ability, limitless being. Can you just be this center, this source, this cause of all existence? And notice what it feels like. And can you see that there's nothing to do here? that there simply is this presence of being. This I am-ness. There's no struggle. There's no striving at the core. Everything here is just what it is. And from this vast source of potential, source of all that is, can you realize how generous and gracious, how permitting and allowing the beingness is? That it allows everything in the world to be just as it is. There's no struggling with it, there's no striving. It simply permits all in this universe to be what it is. Perhaps you can notice the freedom that comes from this realization. So can you allow all that is in your life right now, in your mind, your emotions, your body, your habits and conditioning, can you just allow and just be the space where all that is permissible. Letting go of any sense of condemnation, any punishment, any I'm not enough or I should be different. Can you just allow yourself to be? Allow all the human parts of you to just be as you remove the effort to change or fix yourself, you withdraw the application of effort from the part of you 
that you don't wanna be controlled by. So can you just relinquish control for this moment? Relinquish control of the self, the little self. Just allow the human self to be with all of its manifestations. Just witnessing with compassion all that you discover. Good, let's connect to the breath consciously, intentionally by taking a breath through the nose into the belly, letting the belly expand. Exhale through the mouth. Through the nose in. Through the mouth out. Bigger breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth, through the nose. Mouth out. Now we're gonna take a really big gulp in and hold it at the top. All the way in. Now hold that breath with minimal effort, relaxing the neck, chest, shoulders. Swallow the saliva, feel it running down to the belly, being aware of the inner part of your body. Make your lips into a tiny pinhole. Slowly release the air, relax a little bit more into the body. And when you're ready, you can come back to the room, come back to Zoom or to the video. And love to hear from either you, Rachel or Steven, what you notice, what did you experience? And just keep your shares brief, succinct, so I can get to both of you and we can just explore bits and pieces at a time. Who would like to go first and just share what, what you notice, what you experience? Treasure, go ahead, Steve. Hi, Vince. Hey, brother. Thank you for that. Likewise. I, um, I was just present with myself and what stood out to me was when you started talking about the core as like the sun. So I tried to make sense of that inside of myself. And then, so like, I found myself kind of drifting off into thought and then like, Oh, I was like pulled back and I was reminded like, Oh, okay. Have love for that. You know, have the compassion for that. 
you know, mm-hmm. that space that accepts everything and that holds everything, you know? So looking back on it now, it's like, you know, I, I could see myself as the sun, you know, and I could see myself as a core, as the core for everything I experienced, all of my thoughts, all of the distracting thoughts, all of the fearful thoughts, you know, all of that, you know, so I'm kind of like, yeah, just, just a practice and exercise to accept everything, right. And to love myself radically for who I am. So yeah, that's what mm. I'm well said, man. That's whatever is showing up in your consciousness. That's what there is to welcome, to embrace, to permit, and to allow. It sounds counterintuitive. We're so used to fighting within ourselves, but the less we struggle with and try to change what's going on, the less it's present. The less it shows up the less there is to struggle with so it's just you know we're looking for that freedom from the struggle we're looking for that freedom to just be who we are and well we can just shoot right into it and just be who we are just like really at the snap of a finger and maybe it looks like acceptance and acknowledgement and honoring and welcoming whatever we discover um, with appreciation for what it is and uh, being very gentle and compassionate with all of the parts of ourselves. Um, and that goes for especially the really dark, ugly, scary, bad things that we shouldn't have going on in our mind or our body. The more we just give grace to that, the less of an effect it has upon us. And so I believe this is a really powerful way to heal to come back to wholeness and just be who you are. What if there was nothing wrong with you ever? Isn't that what we all want to know and to be with? What if I never did it wrong? Just imagine that. What does it mean to be forgiven? What does it mean to be forgiven? Powerful. Right. When you're operating from that space of consciousness, you're going to be a really good human being. It's people under condemnation that do really bad things. I know I was a criminal. I was a violent criminal and a drug dealer. And having unpacked my consciousness, I'm like, how did I end up like that? Oh, well, I was carrying a tremendous amount of pain and oppression to that pain. And that drove me to do very terrible things to myself and to others. I have something to share real quick. My, my friend the other day, he shared with me and he basically said that, you, you know, you're doing what you do best and that's destroy yourself or something like that. You know, but like he's like sharing that from a self-awareness perspective, saying that you always destroy yourself. You know, you're always harming yourself in some way, you know, through that condemnation, like you mentioned, condemnation. So my self-condemnation is, is, you know, sometimes in the past it had reached another level, you know, so 
Yeah, it's painful. That's the pain right there. That's the pain of guilt and fear and all of the all of the other negative emotions. So, or not even negative emotions, but you know, all of that pain. It's what causes the pain. So yeah, emotion is an indicator of the degree of relationship we have to life force or to pure being. Um, and so the negative emotions, all emotions are useful and important. They're just indicators. They're really neutral, um, but they give us a sense, you know, your RPM gauge is that in red, you know, you're going to burn your engine out if you're not careful, right? You know, it's going to keep the RPMs down if you're driving a stick shift, which not many people now do. But, but the idea is like emotions are indicators of your relationship to beingness. And when you're really in an intimate oneness with beingness, that's where there is just bliss or serenity or peace, right? It's just absolute, right? Serene. So that's when we know that we're in freedom. But when we're in like lower emotions, like anger, we know that we're not in freedom in that space. We're struggling, we're striving in that moment to control and and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it tells us something about our consciousness and we can actually use it. And we can disidentify with those motions of anger. We can disidentify with the condemnational nature. None of us created that intentionally about ourselves. It's like an inheritance, right? But we have a responsibility to be with it, right? And, and just to finish this thought, the best way out of it is not to try and get rid of it. The more we try to get rid of it, it's the more we prove in that moment to ourselves that something is really wrong with us. But if we can embrace our self-condemnation and say, I honor, I understand that that's been a part of my experience and just welcome it in for what it was and what it is and how it showed up and how it may continue to show up. The more I just embrace that self-condemnation with my own love and compassion, I begin to transmute or transform this self-condemnation into self-love. We're literally doing inner alchemy here. Right? We're converting lead into gold, something that's heavy and practically worthless into something that's tremendously valuable. So that's inner alchemy there. And it happens through putting things into the fire. Fire represents the light. Light represents our capacity to see or to be aware of. So awareness is the access to freedom. Awareness is the light like great masters like Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. He also said, ye are the light of the world because he wasn't wasting any time. He knew your innocence. He knew the being that you are, but he also was sensitive and understood the confusion of the human experience, but he never doubted the being that you are. He didn't, see you as other than himself and every great teacher the buddha or even more recent beings like a gandhi they understood they understand that at the center at the core of our being we're all the same all unified all one 
And it begins with you realizing that about you. And the more you realize that about you, it's going to be impossible to not realize it about others. Know thyself, know thy being. So when you know who you are, you know who others are. Awesome. Thanks, Stephen, for catalyzing a little more of this conversation. As always, I just love um, your reflections and uh, what you stimulate from me. Thank you for that, brother. Uh, Rachel, love to check in with you. What, what did you experience? What are you noticing? So grateful. Thank you both. Um, for me, this was um, it's, it's that continuous return to self, return to innocence, returning home um, to myself, uh, to God. And my. Um, it's funny because as you were guiding it, the be still and know that I'm God, like being. And then you said, next comes the mind. It's like be and then know. <laughs> And when I'm still, I'm with God, like, and I'm able to be still with someone in such a way that's like being where we don't even need the language anymore. <laughs> the language is to express and relate and connect and be intimate. But there's something more that we've experienced about being with each other. And that's been my heart. And my whole life, I was even explaining it to you yesterday about being with the meadows and being with the forest and being with the snow and being with earth and God when I was a little girl and even being with my Holy Communion and that little candle <laughs> and being with God in that moment and knowing my innocence. My whole life, I've fought exactly what you said today. Like, I just want to be me. Like, it's been Rachel's journey. Stop telling me who to be. <laughs> like, I could just feel it. Like, I know I fought for my freedom to be my whole life. And I've had so many people show up to be the resistance for me to keep fighting for myself. Like so many people to show up symbolically to tell me who to be and for me to say no. <laughs> Sometimes I submitted and feed who I thought others wanted me to be and then spent a lifetime, no, not a lifetime, a quarter of a lifetime like being imagine that. imagine this because this is you bring in something up this fight to be yourself like imagine that that's showing up because essentially you're not really being yourself mm -hmm. and the the universe right around you the world shows up to reflect the condition of your consciousness when you're actually truly free and being you right? And you're really just experiencing the you that you are. There's no one that will show up any longer to tell you one way or the other. And if they were, there would be no need to fight. Because in the space of real being, there's nothing to prove. Right. So there is no effort. There's no fighting. That's why a, a man like a Gandhi will be so gracious and so gentle and so peaceful. Uh, because there was nothing to fight. There was nothing to fight. There was just being who we are as a free people. And that did show up with people attacking and being in conflict with the people of the nation. But his urge, urging was not to fight. Just be with whatever shows up. 
And, and he transformed an entire country, entire nation, two bodies of people, two very fraction groups of people. He's a powerful, powerful leader, a model, an example of freedom. Yeah. Someone who really would just be who he is. And when that beingness gets so great, it encompasses millions of people. So just be who you are. And something about the nature that you mentioned, you know, in the early journey, my spiritual journey, one of the first things I did escaping the life of drugs and crime, I went to nature and looking back, I now understand why it was so helpful and healing for me because nature is not in a struggle with itself. The tree is not in conflict with its own nature, the bushes, the birds, the, the ocean, the sand. And even though I wasn't aware of this in like a linguistic way or could even articulate this at all, I, we sense that, I guess. I guess that's what I'm trying to say here. I could just sense the simplicity of nature's being. And in its presence, I became like it. And I began to just relax into it. I would lay on the ground and let the grass hold my body or I'd bury myself in the ocean sand. I would take a hole and cover my whole body and let the earth hold me. And I could feel this like security and this merging with earth and this calming of my being. And this is like way before I was even spiritually conscious. I mean, this is just a basic thing that I would do because it felt good. So I just wanted to speak to that a little bit because you brought that up, but is there anything else, Rachel, you wanted to say? I just wanted to highlight some of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it there is a part of me that's like, I'm so thankful for the people. Like I said, they're not just symbols, but the people and my, my heart for that, for letting people know how important I feel that we share our gifts with each other, um, their scripture on it and being the gifts that I am. I allow others to see themselves as the gifts that they are through in me as me. And, and that was one of the most significant people in my journey. Um, one of my buddies from ML journey, senioring, um, would just always say to me, I would try to be with him in the context of ML and he would say, you be you and I'll be me and it's all perfect. And then he would say, your hair smells pretty. And I'd giggle, you know, he, he, he. <laughs> which brought me to joy because I am joy. And that was just so significant for me to, and he's forever my brother, like, like he knows that statement in itself changed my whole path. Like from there on the game, and it just constantly affirms in me, you be you. But it also allowed me to be that with others, to let others be and to not be God and think I know in a way that like the garden where I think I know how or who someone else is supposed to be, just letting other people be. And like, even last night we were talking about objects and becoming one, I literally dropped my plate after I made this amazing plate of chicken, like chicken with sour cream and guacamole in it. After I just cut 10 telling Bella. And at first I got angry, but then I just, for me to go so quickly into, you know what? It is what it is. And I have what I have. And like, thank God we have food. Thank God I have a plate. Thank God I have a broom to sweep it up. And like, it is what it is. And I started talking to the plate in the fridge. <laughs> I was like playing with Bella. Like your mom's crazy. 
and it no, turned out <laughs> it's so beautiful because you 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 really from the space of all possibility you approached a scenario and released all like your desire for it to be anything other than it was yeah and you, you actually got into communication with it which i find very creative and you were able to create an entirely different experience where you didn't get angry and upset over it. You actually had fun with it instead. And I love that. I wanna highlight that right now because what, what really shows up there is the power that we have to make meaning that most of us don't distinguish. Meaning is mostly automatic for us because meaning is something that's handed down, right? Our parents, have meanings and we learn the meaning of things through them we learn the meaning of things through teachers and school and churches or other religions and cultures and social groups and we learn meaning we accept we accept we accept all this meaning and then when that meaning gets us into trouble we don't discern we don't realize that like we're entangled in a fixated set of meanings that now run our lives uh, because we react or we respond to life as if it's this is how it is. The plate fell down. That shouldn't have happened. Now I lost my dinner. Now I got to clean up. But that's inherited meaning. And the meaning is not just the way we conceive of it in our mind. Meaning is thought, emotion, feeling, and sensation, and any of the efforts that come along with what things mean, right? There's a whole set of dimensions there. And when we start to differentiate or distinguish how meaning shows up in our life, we can start to give ourselves freedom from that meaning. All the suffering in the world is meaning oriented. It's just, there's meaning that's unconscious. And then when we get conscious of meaning, we can start to release the meaning and we can start to see new possibilities. Um, but I don't care if someone's stuck in poverty or someone's stuck in um, you know, physical suffering. Um, there's people who've been burned you know, all the way through lost fingers and done their skins all marred, whatever. And they're like some most joyous people I know. People come bound to wheelchairs um, or having no arms and no legs, you know, and are sharing joy and love and passion for life. And it's like, how do they do that? I would be miserable. I would be miserable because the meaning that I attribute to that is connect all those feelings, sensations and everything else, right? But they had to give that up to enter into a new possibility for existence. So this is really beautiful. Um, that was a beautiful illustration. You know, how you turn something that ordinarily would mean pain and anger and frustration and annoyance, you turned it into play. And neither one's right or wrong. There's just a different quality of experience, right? Clearly we're free to have it either way, right? Because people do it both ways all the time. We do it both ways, right? And there's other ways, um, but that's the beauty when we just surrender to being who we are, yeah. right? In that moment, we just give up that anything means anything in this moment. And from there, you're standing at the central axis of all potentiality. And you can redefine the moment just like you did. That's yeah. beautiful, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, um, going to wrap up this episode, uh, this session. Um, really delightful to have you. Um, it's always a joy and a pleasure. I appreciate your presence in my life and my world and your sharing and the participation. Um, it gives me so much freedom 
to explore this with you, to share this with you. So thank you for giving me that grace uh, to be part of your lives in this way. It's awesome. Thank you so much.